before we begin, I would like to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day. Because it wasn't for you raising us right, and you have the most, the hardest job out there. Today is your day, so special, so, so celebrate your mother, make sure she's appreciated and everything, even though this should be done throughout the year, this is her day. <clears throat> so, make the most out of it. Welcome, <clears throat> sorry. Welcome to the Impact Play. We are your weekly source for the latest news, update discussions, in the base that brings us up beyond than just gaming. We're not only blurring the lines, blurring the lines between gaming, entertainment, sports, and music. We're even amplifying those voices, and having those stories told here on the Impact Play. You can be a part of the live show experience over at Twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on the dot notification bell. So you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform to simply search for the impact play. However you consume your content, wherever you consume it, we are there. Join us on Patreon while several recruits and above get the show ad free. Gold recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post show, but they can even call in and be a part of the live show at patreon.com backslash the impact play. I am your show host Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yegu. This is episode 99. In this week's agenda, we discuss everything that was brought to light. That was brought to light: the epic v Apple, the Tribeca Film Festival is hosting its very first Game Award. Will the Division Two become free to play? A Sony Discord partnership, a new Dragon Ball Super movie, plus the top gaming news stories of the week. Welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what, and essentially what we have been on. So, gaming-wise, I've been on, I've been, I've been juggling between Apex Legends and uh, what was the other game, Rocket League. So, if you guys, I've ever since season nine uh, released, it's been on and off with the servers. The servers have been down. A lot of people have not been able to play, including myself, and some people have 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 been able to play. Some aren't, but you know it's been not enough. So hopefully, yeah, it's uh, it'll be a lot better now. And then I've definitely hopped into Rocket League. I've been this second round of playing it. It's definitely it's definitely been enjoyable. I've definitely enjoyed every minute of it. Even though it's a little hard, but you know, I'm, I'm learning, I'm improving after each playthrough. And I've definitely, uh, in regards to everything else, it's not, you know, just about gaming. I finished watching The Bad Batch, uh, Star Wars Bad Batch over on Disney+. Plus. So I've watched the first two episodes, I'll discuss that more on the post show. And spoiler warning. And also, I've been having completed watching uh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse on Prime Video. But it's definitely been a great movie. It's a great film. But, uh, uh, you know what I was talking about before, what I've been on this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll definitely give it a try, hopefully, later on tonight. And we'll definitely do do a run. But that's essentially it. 
So I guess without further ado, we're gonna hop into the gaming side of things, folks. And the first and foremost is something that I'm super excited about. <laughs> yeah, is the Dragon Ball Super movie that is coming, and it's been there's been an official confirmation as well. <laughs> we're gonna get into this new story. So even the original creator, Akira Toriyama, even confirmed this. Uh, this was on the Japanese Dragon Ball Super official Twitter account. Announced a new movie is in production and is scheduled for release for 2022 in Japan. So we could see a U.S. release sometime next year or even in 2023. Hopefully, hopefully it's next year, not, not the latter. Okay, let's see. So the official Dragon Ball Japanese site was also updated with a new message from Akira Toriyama, who most notably confirmed the new movie is a direct sequel to Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Furthermore, Toriyama teased that an unexpected character might heavily be featured. Lastly, the mangaka confirmed to be writing some of the dialogues and being involved in the script writing. The press release also confirmed he's the character designer of the movie. Uh, so I'm definitely excited about this. Like I saw the Twitter comments, people are <coughs> are like going crazy. Like we haven't seen a, a movie in forever. I'm definitely excited about this for sure. Moving forward, Game of Thrones, we're getting the prequel House of Dragon. We have the first official look. Let me show you guys this in a moment. Okay. So for those who are, for our audio listeners, you are missing out if you're not watching us live on Twitch or later on YouTube. The first uh, photos from the set. If you want to check this article out, be sure to check out Variety. That's essentially it. Okay. Moving on, the Chirbeka Film Festival is holding its very first Game Awards. It's coming from GamesIndustry.biz. And the first lineup is... Let's see, where are you? Oh, I zoomed in too much. Let me see, let me get into this article. The big, uh, what the heck is all this? All oh, the games under consideration for the for the award are as follows. The Big Con, never heard of any of these games. Harold Halibut, Kina Bridge of Spirits, Lost in Random, Norca, 
Sable, Signals, and 12 Minutes. So, let's see. So, it's scheduled to take place June 11th through the 20th. So, definitely give you guys, update you guys more as soon as I receive uh, any updates. And now we're going to go on to this epic V Apple drama, uh, this lawsuit that's been going on. A lot of things have been brought to light. And the most notable one is crossplay. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, where is the, where is it? It's that Sony, essentially when uh, Fortnite went crossplay, Sony was, we all know that Sony was against this, but what we didn't know is that Epic was paying Sony a certain percentage, a certain fee to have crossplay available. And not even that, Sony went even a step beyond Say for instance, if they first started, if somebody first started playing on on the PS4, for instance, and they later on went to Apple and they made purchases on on, on the iPhone, Sony would get would get would get a cut out of that. So of course, it's not really surprising because all these companies are business first. How can this first benefit their company, their ROI, and so on? But then of course they uh, went back on this because they would. If they continue with this, they would they would be seen as as the bad guy. So essentially, they just cut us all off. But it's something that we weren't made fully aware of, I guess you could say, but we still had an idea of. But yeah. Speaking of Sony, Sony is now partnering up with Discord. And before I get into this further, it was rumored. They're not even rumored. It was speculated that Microsoft would acquire Discord. It looks like the talks fell through. But but since since the acquisition fell through, partnership stepped up and went went even partnered up with Discord. Details on what that would actually entail are slim. So this is all just speculation, what it could mean, and so on. That's all. All we know is that Sony and Discord has a partnership of some kind. So we have we still have yet to see what this could uh, this could entail. And speaking of Sony, we all know that a PS5 Pro or a new iteration of the PS5 is in the works. But here here is this article coming from Gamespot. The PlayStation 5 could get a redesign within the next year or so, but it likely would would will be limited to its ar internal architecture rather than a substantial change like we've seen from slim versions of past consoles. Due to the global semiconductor shortage, the PS5 CPU may get swapped to help scale up production. And then I've, I've seen the Twitter comments as well for this. People are going crazy. I'm like, all it is, it's because of the... Of the the chip shortage. So it's nothing even official. Without even seeing what this could look like, people are already judging it. <laughs> Without even any official confirmation. 
This is all the speculation at the moment. Now, more even more Sony, Sony news. Sony Interactive Entertainment is up against a class action lawsuit by consumers regarding exclusivity and its digital storefront. This is coming from GamesIndustry.biz. That's according to a report from Lubrick, which claims that Sony is accused of operating a monopoly, but not only allowing digital games to be brought through its on to be uh, bought through its online store. Sony's PlayStation Store has become the only place that players can purchase the digital games. After Sony stopped allowing third-party retailers to sell download codes two years ago. The suit states that consumers may spend 175% more to download a game on the PlayStation Store than they would on purchasing a physical copy. Sony's monopoly allows it to charge super competitive, super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. So, we'll see how if this uh, lawsuit actually bears any fruit. Moving on to even more Sony news and it's something that I would rather you guys see first. Take a glimpse and let me know what you guys think. All right, now let's go in. If you guys didn't know what this image was of sneakers, why would I show Nike sneakers on a gaming uh, first podcast? It's because I am uh, I am a sneakerhead as well. And not only that, this actually has something to do with gaming. And this is coming from uh, PlayStation's official blog. Creating single collaborations with PlayStation and Nike Basketball has been one of my favorite pastimes in recent years. And I'm thankful to this community for supporting me and sharing my passion. This is coming from Paul George, by the way, from the LA Clippers. Like many of you, I've been a die-hard PlayStation fan all my life, so it's an honor to introduce my newest creative project with my favorite brands, the PG5, the PlayStation 5 colorway. Just like the PlayStation 5 console, the PG5 is my platform to take my game to the next level. So I couldn't pass up the opportunity to bring these two elements together in this new partnership with PlayStation. Nike and PlayStation designers, including Eugene Karisawa, the artist behind the PlayStation 5's console design, worked closely together to bring the spirit of my game and the look of the PlayStation 5 to life in this new unique collaboration. Each pair comes with a special hashtag celebrating my continued partnership with my favorite gaming brand. So if you guys are looking uh, to claim one of these or to get one of these, be sure to download the Sneakers app from either the Apple the App Store or even the Google Play Store. It's, it's spelled S-N-K-R-S. S-N-K-R-S. So um, this is actually looks pretty good. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be trying to claim this. 
and to get their hands on this. All right, moving forward. Uh, let's see. Nintendo's board of directors is getting another member. As the Mario Company has announced a nomination of Chris Melodandre, the founder and CEO of Animation Movie Studio Illumination, as an outsider, as an outside director to Nintendo. It's expected that Melandari, no, Melandandri, will be voted in during the 81st annual general meeting of shareholders in June. Nintendo said that uh, that Melandri has extensive experience as a film producer. We would like to nominate him as a new outside director with the expectation that he will appropriately su supervise our company's management from an objective perspective while providing valuable advice to our organization. So it looks like Nintendo could be getting into the film space. So we'll see what if this actually produces anything. Uh, okay. Microsoft says it has never made money selling an Xbox console. And of course, we all know that Microsoft and Xbox has changed its business model. Focusing on subscription, a subscription-based model. But yeah. But this is like kind of a like a more of a confirmation to it. We have even more brands and companies that are confirmed to, to be at E3. The next round is Sega, Bandai Namco, and Square Enix, amongst Exceed Games, Marvelous USA, Gearbox Entertainment, Freedom Games, Davios Eyes Entertainment, Turtle Beach, Verizon, and Binge.com. So, this E3 is going to be lit. Like, literally, I'm definitely excited for it. We thought E3 was dying, but no, E3 is coming back, baby. Next. A Sony ex and Xbox exclusive being registered by Sony? Let's see what this means. Or let's go into this further, I should say. It looks like Sony has registered a trademark for the previously Xbox-exclusive shooter, Sunset Overdrive. This is coming from IGN. Spotted by Neville on Twitter, the trademark was registered at the U.S. Pendant and Trademark Office in late April. It doesn't confirm anything, but it is interesting given that Sunset Overdrive was initially exclusive to Xbox One upon its release in 2014. The game then came to PC in 2018 before Sony acquired Insomniac as a first-party PlayStation Studio back in 2019. What can this mean? Who knows? Only time will tell. Alright, now let's go on to this Division news. We were getting actually a free-to-play game as well as a mobile version. It's coming from The Verge. Ubisoft announced that it's developing a free-to-play game set in the Division's universe called the Division Heartland. The company also announced that the a Division mobile game is also in the works. The announcement is late on detail, so it's not clear yet whether the game will be a battle royale style like 
Call of Duty's Warzone or Fortnite, but Ubisoft has said it, 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 it is coming to PC, consoles, and cloud gaming platforms in either 2021 or 2022. But what can this mean? Who knows? The Division 2 is also working on a movie version with Netflix, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. So hopefully, this free-to-play and mobile version is one step closer to cross-progression, because that's what I'm waiting for. And even cross-save. Alright. And this is kind of like a broad spectrum of gaming, but it's not something to do with gaming. Thursday is a, was a big day for college athletes over here in Georgia. Governor Kemp signed their bill into a law allowing them to make money off of, off their image. It's called the name image, likeliness bill or HB 617. I think it's a sign of things to come and gives us another tool in the toolbox. And sure, this this issue will uh, develop over the years, said Governor Kemp. This is coming from WCBS TV to Atlanta. So this is a step further between, if you guys know, the whole drama between NCAA, college football, college football, and uh, all these athletes not being able to make money off of the likeliness. This is a step further for them to be able to be getting paid, hopefully. Hopefully this will make, this will be nationwide soon. Okay, uh... Let's see. Oh, yeah. Here's another one. NBC Olympics is teaming up with Twitch for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Or 2021. Uh, let's see. So, essentially, is they're going to be streaming daily competition, sidecasting, shows, and even live events on, on their Twitch channel. Alright. Call of Duty 2021 is being developed by Sledgehammer Games. This is confirmed by Activision. And this is actually written on Games Radar. The news was announced during Activision's Q1 earnings call, where the company confirmed a number of details we already suspected to be true. There is a new premium Call of Duty game coming out this year. It will have an impact on Call of Duty Warzone, and finally, Sledgehammer Games is indeed the developer. We are very excited for this year's premium Call of Duty release. Activision president Dan Vledger said, Development is being led by Sledgehammer Games. The game is looking great and is on track for its fall 2020 release. So, I'm definitely excited for this as well. EA acquires Super Mega Baseball developer Metalhead Software. Electronic Arts has acquired Metalhead Software, the Canada-based developer, behind the Super Mega Baseball series. And this is written on GameToIndustry.biz. Terms of the details were not disclosed, but it does bring Metalhead and its IP under the ownership of the leading sports publisher. The team will remain its will 
remain in its studio in Victoria, British Columbia, and will now work with other EA Sports teams to not only grow Super Mega Baseball, but also develop new gaming and sports gaming experiences for players worldwide. Outright Games has launched its mobile division, as well as, uh, as, well as six new hires across various executive positions. The firm, which publishes licensed games for its kids based on popular IPs, aims to bring its roster of games to smart games and tablets. Outright, Outright Games has appointed John Bishop as head of its mobile games to lead the new division. Bishop has held management roles as PayPal, Funding Circle, and even Code Platform, and will be responsible for the publisher's output on mobile. Six additional staff is leaving studios to join Haven Studios. Uh, that's essentially it. <laughs> that's all we have to know. And now, even more people leaving companies. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt game director, Conrad Tomaszekwisk, I'm sorry if I bashed that, has resigned from CD Project Red, Bloomberg reported it today. The outlet said a company email uh, sent to, C to staff confirmed that Tomaszekwisk, <laughs> sorry about that, was resigning after an investigation into allegations of workplace bullying. While the investigation concluded that he was not guilty of of the acquisitions of the acquis <laughs> of any wrongdoing, essentially, the developer acknowledged people felt uncomfortable working with him and apologized for all the bad blood I have caused. So it's kudos on him that he left, even though people were feeling, I guess, pressured or working under him. So he is definitely a team player. So we got even more Back for Blood details. Isn't this going from Eurogamer? Back for Blood isn't shying away from comparisons to co-operative zombies FPS classic Left for Dead. Mm, excuse me. Developer Turtle Rock Studios Earth is responsible for both. After all, the team is aiming to deliver more than a carbon copy of its earlier game, and one of its in innovations comes in the form of a. Tri a triggering deck building card system, which is now the which is now detailed in its latest trailer. Borrowing one of the Left 4 Dead's most innovative features in an AI-driven game director, Back 4 Blood works behind the scenes to monitor player health, actions, and choices, and responds by, as Turtle Rock puts it, chore choreographing the world around them. However, judging by the game's new trailer, Back for Blood's director is able to pull from a much wider set of variables, and is consider considerably more transparent about what are the state of each playthrough. And let's see. So that's essentially it. I've never gotten into Back for Blood or even left for Dead series, so I'll, I'll hop, I'll dabble with it when it when it comes out. Okay, uh, let's see. Ari Village, Resident Evil Village reviews are in. And people 
and literally, literally across the board is essentially IGN 8 out of 10, Metacritic 85%, and PC Gamer 85%. And I'll definitely be hopping into Village, uh, hopefully by tonight, if not tomorrow, because I haven't happened to it, hopped into it yet. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. GTA Six is GTA Six is trending again, because Rockstar apparently has a new job listing for game testers and this is going from Tom Warren from the over at the verge so we might get an announcement sometime next year maybe maybe not but but keep your hypes under a certain level so you won't be disappointed if we, we don't even get any, any sort of announcement all right Something I forgot to announce in the beginning, but Marvel's Blade reboot movie is, is slated to start filming in July of 2022. Blade made the leap for, uh, we already know about that, so that's essentially it. So hopefully we get an announcement or some sort of trailer at the end of next year. Maybe, maybe not. Because <laughs> it is too soon. And this is one of the many announcements coming from Marvel's Phase 4 announcements. We're getting Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Hammer, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Eternals. So I'm definitely excited for all these movies that are coming out. So let's go into this further. We have Black Widow coming in 2021 of July. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. September 3rd of 2021, The Eternals, November 5th, 2021, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 5th, 2022, Thor Love and Hammer, May 6th, 2022, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022, The Marvels, or Captain Marvel 2, November 11th, 2022, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2022, 2023. And speaking of Guardians of the Galaxies Volume 3, uh, the character who plays Drax is saying that this could be his last film. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania February 17, 2023. So it looks like we're getting a whole bunch of films. I'm definitely excited for this. I'll be watching every single one of them. And we're going to end this with HTC is going to announce uh, the Vive Focus 3 and the Vive Pro next week. It's coming from over at RotoVR.com. Following HTC's tease from its upcoming re reveal of game-changing VR headsets, Protocol claims the company plans to reveal the Vive Focus 3 Business Edition and Vive Pro 2 head headsets. The publication cites company documents and sightings of the headsets on the European e-commerce site Eliza Shop, apparently now removed. Reports says that the listing indicating both headsets could launch by May 20th. Pricing was also shown on the listing with the Vive 
Focus 3 set at 1474 euros or 1771 dollars and even the Vive Pro 2 at 842 euros or 1012 US dollars though headsets leaked through similar listings in the past haven't always been right about the price or release date at the minimum the information sounds sensible the Vive's Focus is HTC's standalone headset line, while the company never formally launched a Vive Focus 2. It may simply be considering the Vive Focus plus enough of a sequel to the original of a jump to the Vive Focus 3. The claim of a Vive Focus uh, of a Vive Pro 2 is interesting and could mark a reversal for HTC. The company was this this distancing itself from its Vive Pro headsets in favor of Vive Cosmos. The Cosmos have had a very tough time competing with the new generation of headsets. A Vive Pro 2 could signal that HTC is signaling back into the Steam VR ecosystem. What's on a time will tell. So without further ado, if you guys want to send us free email, here's how. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, even any questions that you may have for us by sending us free email on the Discord server, leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play, or even by sending us an email to readymail at impactplay.com. Who knows, we even be featured on a future episode or even a special readymail segment of the show. So thank you guys so much for making the impact play a part of your day. If you should join a community server over on Discord, just enter exclamation Discord and chat now. And guys, we are trying to unlock subs over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believes in benefit from the show. So our last hurdle is essentially the views to start unlocking subs to help support the channel even further. So if you guys want to go a step further, be sure to check it out. Check us out on Patreon.com/backslash/10backplay, or even check out check our merch out at merch.streamelements.com/backslash/10backplay. And leave us a review if you just are reading on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. Until next time.